Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me Sis Podcast with your two favorite sisters, Alex and Kyla, and a very special guest, our mom. (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to have our mom as our first guest because she is the queen of all queens. She birthed us. So she birthed the queens. She is the queen. And we thought it would be fun. Yeah, you know, it's all about... Well, it's not like we're opposed to having men on the podcast, but like, you know, for the most part, women empowerment. Yeah. And our mom is very interesting and she's really fun and she's awesome and amazing. So we wanted to have her as a guest. I know I'm nervous. Yeah. (laughs) She's nervous. I was also nervous recording our first episode. Yeah. But like I said, if ever you're feeling uncomfortable, like we, first of all, we don't even have to do this. Second of all, if you're, you are uncomfortable, you just let us know. We don't have to continue. We don't have to do anything, but you do look very pretty. Oh, thank you. If you're not watching on YouTube, um, you should, but <laughs> if you're not, she looks very beautiful <clears throat> and very sophisticated. No, totally embarrassed. <laughs> wow, well, mom. Don't be embarrassed. I did put makeup on though, so. You look very beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, like still to this day when we record, I get a little bit nervous too. Still? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I guess I've just been talking to a camera for like 10 years. I mean, like, yeah, I guess it depends on like the topic. I'll get nervous. Like sometimes I think back on like things that I've said on the podcast and I'm like, oh my God, I wish that I would have told Alex to delete that. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why sometimes I get nervous before we record because I'm like, what if I say something in the moment and then I forget to tell her to delete it? Like I've said some pretty personal things on this podcast and I was like, eh. I well, kind of wish that wasn't put out on the internet. We live and we learn. You know, yeah, exactly. that was probably the uh, vibrator one. <laughs> no, that one we're all for. Actually, no. Oh, was well, it? Okay. That was TMI for me. Well, <laughs> you didn't have to listen actually, to that. Actually, yeah, that was one of them. It was. Yeah. You know what's funny? What? I read the comments. Like, sometimes I read your comments. And uh, <laughs> one of the comments was that you girls argue too much. And I was like, wow like that is if they think that's arguing yeah i mean i don't i don't find it all on the podcast but i've seen you guys argue yeah yeah seriously you guys have like whoever wrote that has no idea what they're talking about i mean also people just like to hate well it's not it's not even hating it's just if you think we agree if you think we argue too much that's okay to think that but yeah but to go out of your way to comment it it's hate oh maybe you could think it i felt like um i didn't take it that way I took it more like that was just her opinion that like I like you and everything but maybe don't argue so much oh that, I didn't see the comments so I don't yeah, know how so it was worded was That's it a recent one because we literally spoke know. about this on last week's podcast where we were yeah, like it must have been oh you know what I think it was I think it was a hate one because there was like one star or no or something but then dad oh no it was dad a left a comment like a really like encouraging comment but there was only one star I was dying that and was knew- daddy yes oh my god it's, it's I saw and that <laughs> I was like, who left us such a nice comment and rated us one star? Yeah. That yeah. That was dead. I'm okay, dead. Yeah, no, I didn't mean to. He obviously there, made a mistake. <laughs> there is a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you girls, if you want to be super sweet and go rate us five stars and leave a really nice review, it actually helps us out a lot. And if you want us to continue doing the podcast and be able to like actually be able to grow it and get a better setup than this, because this is what we have so far, um, it would be really helpful. But there is someone that commented one star like, you guys argue too much. Yeah. Like we're sisters. That's our life. Also, it's, weird though, it's I kind of funny it. to listen. I personally think it's kind of funny to listen to two sisters kind of bicker a little bit. I mean, if it you, depends like how much. Yeah. Well, you have differences of, of opinions, which is fine. I don't consider that arguing. But if you have a sister, you get it. That's yeah. the thing is if you are, are if you a girl have a sibling and you, you have. It. Yeah. But like I, I don't s- have a sister, but. But I especially up, yeah. know with sisters Unless you're, like, really just chill girls that, like, have <laughs> no conflict ever, then you wouldn't understand. But I feel like for the most part, every single person I know that has a sister argues with their sibling. Yeah. And it's okay. It's actually very healthy. I guess especially in the teen years, right? When oh, gosh. Like- that was the worst. First of all, for, for mom, thank you for wanting to be on, you know, our podcast and as our first guest. But I wanted to know a little bit about your perspective we could talk about your life too, but your perspective of being our mom, especially as teenagers, when we were just in the mm, peak of like hating each other. Yeah. Two years apart, stealing yeah. each other's clothes, like fighting. That was more, I would say, towards the end of your teen year. Well, 
like mid to late teen years because you guys were always kind of like sort of you know late to get into puberty and right so even though you were officially teenagers you were still quite young was I late getting into puberty I feel like you were pretty normal you were later than you weren't as late as Alex and me but you were still like later than a lot of your friends okay yeah you know anyways but um yeah very different personalities you had similarities but also were really different um but the fighting oh man whoo that was it, I mean, it wasn't bad like you weren't like killing each other and it wasn't every day no you know I mean maybe if it was like more on a regular basis then it would have seemed more normal but because it was sort of sporadic and spread out um but it's it's always hard for a parent to see their kids fight and then you know you feel like whoever you're talking to or comes to you and then you you it's like I don't want to like be in the position of shit talking Kyla when I'm talking to you when oh, you're venting I so I take her side and I would do the same when you're venting about Alex oh you'd play like devil's advocate yeah and um both and you would always say Sorry, you would always it. say oh well you're you well, of course you always take Kyla's side and then you, oh, well of course you always <laughs> baby Alex I know, you know as an adult now I understand where you're coming from I know and it's funny yeah. now being a mother myself there's so many things that I remember as a kid being like this is so unfair like our parents are so unfair and now that I'm a parent I'm like, wow, I'm so glad that they did yeah. that. Yeah. But I think tried. that's really normal. I think so too. And I was always the, like the more, the the stricter parent, but I was also the stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. So when you hear it, I'm trying to be strict, but like, you know, kids, they, you kind of roll your eyes because it's like, yeah, r- yeah, right, mom, you know, <laughs> but trying to be strict at the same time. And then <laughs> dad was the, the fun guy. But, but with the real serious issues, we were both. Yeah. I I would definitely agree. Yeah. And it's funny too when we talk about it because although Kyle and I, we grew up in the same house that had the same parents, we had different experiences because we're different people and went through different things in our lives. And so when I think back to certain things when I'm a teenager and I'm like, oh, mom and dad, you know, this or that. And Kyla's like, oh, that wasn't my experience. And I'm thinking, what? That's so interesting. So as a parent, how do you like try to be a specific way for each child when they're so different and they're going through different experiences. Like, how do you do that? Because you have to be kind of a different parent to each of them, right? Because they have different needs. I mean, of course. And and also one thing, when you have your first child, I guess this is true for most people. Mm -hmm. It's your first time. You don't really know what you're doing. So, and you try to follow like, I'm going to go by the book or listen to everything right. the doctor says or I have to do everything correct and you're worried about everything. And when the second one comes around, you've already been through it all. So the already that whole situation sort of allows for the second kid to be a little more independent some in some ways or like as mm-hmm. a baby even. You know, I never like, even thought of it. Like, like you know, when Kyla was crying in her crib, if I was giving you a bath, I had to let her cry. Right. right, because Whereas, no one else was there. That's right. But when you were crying in your crib, I just went to get you right away. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe that develops different things in the kids. And and know, every kid is different too, like just the yeah. way they're born. Well, I mean, even Kyla went through tough times like with, you know, anxiety and things like that. But she just, you know, we weren't I was able as to kind of get through Yeah, you just sort of sucked own. it up on your own <laughs> in a way because you had no choice to, to some degree, which, of course, at the time I didn't know right. what all that was. Yeah. Now I know, but at the time I didn't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's you, you, you just muddle through it. Really, is the truth, you know? Yeah, I feel like there's no like right way to be a parent. Obviously, yeah, there's you, certain things that people know, like don't do this. Sure. But there's just and like every kid is different too, right? So it's yeah. like one kid by nature could be a lot easier, and and then like so the parents are like, oh wow, we're doing such a good job, like these are the steps you need to take. And then the second exactly. kid could come along and it's just completely different. So yep. you have to kind of like adapt. Yeah, exactly. That. And me and Alex, like we're very similar in a lot of ways, but then we're also like polar opposites. Yeah. But yeah. also I was pretty, I was easy as a child, I think in a lot of ways that you were more difficult, but then I was very difficult in the opposite ways. Yeah. Like I needed a lot more attention. Yeah, you were needier. Yeah. Whereas you were so much more independent and you could like. I was the type of kid that was like, don't bother me. Yeah. 
And so, but I was also obsessed with you. Like I literally wanted to do everything that you were doing and I always wanted to play with you. And I thought that your opinion was like God's opinion. And like, like I remember God's opinion. (laughs) No, but I remember as a kid, I was like, anything that my sister does and says is like, that's what it is. I had no idea you felt that way. I think a lot of hated me. I thought, well, when we got older and like you, like, no, as kids, I thought you never wanted to play with me. Oh my God. No. That's so funny. What was your what was your experience with that? Like, did you ever notice that I was like obsessed with Alex? No, I didn't. <laughs> what honestly, a weird thing to say. No, no but I, I so honestly sweet. I didn't Continue. think that you. Obviously, you were the younger sister, and you're both girls. So, um, I know that you looked up to her and you wanted to be like yeah. her, which was like that makes sense. Um, and also, side note, a correction on your comment that you made last week about. Kyla being forced to go into swimming even though she hated it she oh, chose she wasn't forced no because and that and I, I did was, it because you wanted to be yes a swimmer. and I was shocked because oh. she was doing ballet and swimming and at a certain point we had to choose wait that's like so same cute. thing with I didn't you. I didn't correct you in the moment because I was like I don't really remember it was so long ago so like maybe it was that but now that mom's saying that i remember i wanted to be a swimmer because you were a swimmer because and, and wait, then that's really cute yeah i remember that I and me. I was no, I was no. shocked I was shocked, but she wanted to do it. And then she met Izzy. So, of course, it was great. The yeah. first few years were wonderful. But then once she started to get, like, good, like, she was, like, talented. Loki, I was, like, so much better than you. Then she had to. <laughs> yeah, totally kidding. No, you were really good. No, but it was, like, was you just had. really strong. And you had to put the, once you had to be, you placed in groups where you actually were with kids who were, like, really working hard. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you weren't loving it so I just much. think you didn't but. care like to be a swimmer you liked the social aspect yeah. of it you liked that I was a swimmer I guess and you want to go into I didn't, it you know what it was I didn't like the practices although like obviously they're super necessary but I didn't like how like um intense it was because I was training at one point what what was it like eight times a week like there was like some yeah, days in even. high school where like maybe nine times a week it was like morning practice then school and then evening practice and you weren't in spagatud and I wasn't in spagatud so my days were so long and I didn't like that but I really liked when I was good at something, good at an event. And like, uh, like I remember feeling like super motivated and competitive. Like I wanted to win yeah, this race. Like I liked the swim meets and like <clears throat> winning races. See, it's so funny because I was the opposite. Yeah, you were the I hard worker. I loved the yeah. practices because I got to see my friends. I got yeah. to train super hard in practice because I would always almost do a best time in practice because yeah. I there was no pressure. Exactly. Swim meets, I put so much pressure on myself. I'd get nervous and then I would flop. Well, not all the time. No. A lot of the times I did well, but it was it was like the stress and anxiety of like the swim meets I did not like. And it's just there was some form of comfort in the actual practices. So it's kind of funny how we had the complete opposite. Mom's like, why couldn't I just have both of the perfect child? (laughs) Yeah, our mom is really competitive. Okay, question. I have a question. Yeah. This is gonna be funny. Okay. How was I? as the swim mom oh can i say that you weren't bad at all <laughs> not oh, no. at all oh, my in my memory bad. in my memory first of all my mom I my mom you <laughs> maybe in no. your perspective but in my perspective you came to every single practice you drove us to and from you brought us to every single swim meet unless it was like i was older and it was a way me and i was like i could go um but you were there all the time and you were so supportive and you were never pushy. Like there was a time I remember when I was eight and I didn't, I did so bad at my first swim meet and I was crying. Yeah, I never wanted to continue. That. And you were like, no, Alex, you need to do it. And that was a really good lesson because if I had quit then and there, I, it, it wouldn't have taught me to overcome my yeah. fear. And so that was something that I know for you was probably hard to force me to doing something that it was, was hard. so sad. It was hard. But I felt <clears throat> the rest of the swim meet I did good. Yeah, because they I were the so shorter. Happy. It was a two-day swim meet. Yeah. And the first event that you swam and you shouldn't have been put into it because anyways, what it was a really long race. Yeah. And you're... Your was coach, it a 1500? No, it was no. a 200 free, but, but she was, was eight. only eight. And she was had to make up her time. And so she was with who literally lapped her. And, yeah. and like, anyways, but, and then you were tired and then there was another race that you came last in your heat and you felt so bad and you were so sad and you said, I don't want to go back. And I said, you, there was 50 back and I, I, there were shorter races and, um, and somehow you were in like heats that were more appropriate for your times. Right. So you ended up winning your heats. They weren't so long and taxing, but I did, I did tell you that it, it was your choice, but I said to you, if you if you don't go and finish, you'll always have it at the back of your mind 
that you didn't follow through. And like, I don't even think you understood the words yeah, I, was I was saying, eight. but you understood the feeling and behind it. So you went and then you had a great day. And I was so happy. Yeah, I see, still that was remember the thing this. with you is that yeah. like you were really supportive and you would push us in the sense of like, just don't be a quitter. But unless like, it was feel like so much, very, unless you'll feel so much better you. afterwards. <laughs> you yelled at me? What? Oh, see, I don't even remember that. <laughs> I yelled at you. I was so mad because whatever. It was bad. It was bad parenting. I was like frustrated. Oh, see, I don't even yeah. remember You that. were maybe 12 or something, but. It's probably being a brat. And, and I know like one of the things too for Kyla that was difficult was you, because most of your friends were swimmer friends. Yes. And you were in Sportitude, so the, the whole... Uh, sorry social- to cut you off. Just the explanation, if you don't know what Sportitude is, we keep referencing it. It was a sports program in my high school that was centered around your sport. So if you were an athlete, you went to school until noon, and then you went to train afterwards. So it was like you did your core classes, and then you also worked on your sport. Yeah. So it was very much centered around that. So Kyla wasn't in that, so she had a full day of high school and then was training on top of but it. She didn't want to go because, and that was the thing. So Kyla had friends out. She had really good swimming friends, but you were also, you had friends outside of it as well. And the pressure. But I also of, knew. Yeah, like, sorry, a bir- like a birthday party, for instance, on a Saturday and you were 12. And I remember the coach, it was and he had said, oh, maybe, she, am I allowed to say names? I can and bleep. Nobody even knows who that but is. But I can so, bleep. Um, and he was a serious coach and he said, no, it's, you know, she shouldn't miss practice. And in my head, I'm like, she's 12. Like I was training nine times a week. Can't she just go to a freaking birthday party? You know, um, he said she couldn't miss. Yeah. He didn't want her to miss her practice because it was close to a meet. And he even called me and he said, wait until you see her butterfly. I've been working hard. She's been working hard. And all he was stuff. my favorite so, coach. When he quit, that's when yeah. I was like, I'm That's dead. when you started to really hate it. Yeah. You didn't love the practices, but you yeah. still liked overall the swimming. You didn't love it, but you liked it. Like, I knew one thing with Kyla. If she didn't want to do something, I couldn't force her to do it. Really, truly, truly. Yeah. And th- when he quit and then the new coach came in, he had a completely different philosophy. And it was done. It was time. I knew it. I knew it for you. And I'm like, yeah, I was just like, cause for me, like my prime years of like the development and like me actually like enjoying it and getting super competitive was with Jay. Yeah. And so I got really used to the type of coach that was like on my ass. Like you can't miss a practice. Like I yeah. kind of like that, like tough, extra attention. Yeah. But I like that Pushing toughness, you. like pushiness. And, uh, this like new guy that came in, he wasn't bad. It's just that he didn't give a shit if I like came to practice or not. And I was like, I don't really like that. That literally yeah. is what happened to me. I liked doing well, but I just, I don't know. I didn't care that much. So if a coach didn't care about me, I literally did not care. And so <laughs> my last, my last year of swimming, I got this coach that like did not give two shits about me. And also I was a distance swimmer and he was not a distance coach. He was training me to be, he said I was going to be faster in my distance if I worked on my sprinting. Well, I'll never forget the day that I quit. I came home one day and I was giving you a really hard time. I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. And you were trying to push for me to stay. Mm -hmm. And then dad eventually came in the room. He's like, that's it. It's done. You're done with swimming. Like you are not going to another practice in your life. He fucking lost it. And you were like, Aldo, we need to like push her. He's like, no, it's done. And I was just sitting there like. See, I remember it different. Really? That happened or probably happened. Um, but I remember one day coming home from practice with you, but I, like at that time we weren't watching practices anymore. I picked you up and it was freezing rain, really, really, really slippery. And we were driving on our street, which of course it's a one way crescent. So they do that last. So there was, it was like skating rink and I, I didn't even make it around. Uh, and we were talking about the swimming and it's like, you know what, you're, I see like, you're not into it. Part of it was because you had told me, um, when her practice, you didn't have practice at the same time, but mm-hmm. one of your friends was guarding <laughs> and said that Kyla was literally doing floating. the back, floating <laughs> during practice. No, there really? was, I was much younger when that happened. No, oh, there, maybe. There was one no, time where you so. like went to the bottom of the pool and were just, you and Isabel were just floating. Oh, that was when oh, I was in Boudou Shoot. Oh, but yeah. that was with Isabel. Yeah, yeah. This, this later, she wasn't okay. in the same group. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably getting everything all mixed up, but. Yeah, and, when, and then when you quit and we had but the... But mom, uh, I have to say, when I... Because there was m- multiple times that I would I would want to quit throughout my swimming career where I was like, ugh, I'm just like... It's not that I didn't like it. It's like I would swim so bad and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And you'd always push me. But then 
when I actually did want to quit and I spoke to you about it, you were like, okay. Cause yeah, because you knew. Yeah. You, you knew. Yeah. I just, it was not so in So wait, anymore. what was your experience with me the night that I quit? Oh, yeah. I remember just like always, always I would want you to continue swimming and you were 14. So I thought like that was kind of young. I mean, you had been swimming because you started at seven. So it was seven years. So like by now you knew. And something just, I don't know what it is, like a parent's intuition. I don't know what it is. The same thing that happened when Mm -hmm. you wanted. It was like I knew that it's not going to be healthy to force you to do it. Like it's just as much as it hurt me, you know, um, it's not about me. Why did it hurt you? Um... Was it because you, you didn't want her to quit something? Yes. Well, partly, but also there's always that, like, what could it lead to, you know? I mean, not, I'm not saying Olympics or anything no, like but that, parent, but like, yeah. as, you know, maybe a scholarship for school right. or even though I know people and have had bad experiences with that. So it doesn't mean that's like the greatest thing in the world, but I just, I thought, and then what, you know, you're 14 and you're not going to be in a sport and you were like an athletic kid and you sort of were always kind of good at anything you tried. And, and so then I was like, well, what are we going to do? And then we thought about, yeah, you know, kind of that's all, you know, my mothering ways was that I just wanted you guys to be in an activity that, um, well, obviously I wanted you to like it, but I wanted it to be a physical outlet and funny enough because at the time you guys you obviously had anxiety as as kids which I didn't know that it even existed we didn't even know what that was oh I wanted you guys yeah about the childhood anxiety yeah. when you both quit like you quit and then I remember when you know the summer of when you were 15 that's when you started to I guess they were panic attacks but I didn't know what they were called at the time and the restaurant at the corner nearby where we lived and we'd be there with you know some friends and there was also a place where you can rent movies nearby and Kyla would walk by and you know she would like if I'm sitting outside or at the window she'd tap on the window so I'd go out and she's like mom can you come home and watch friends with me yeah yeah those were like that was the peak of my panic attacks. I wonder, like, why I started having panic attacks. Because well, you stopped mom, swimming. Yeah, I think mom's onto something. You, like, stopped having a purpose. No, it wasn't even... Oh, it was sure. also the... It was the... So this is my theory for the swimming, right? Before a race, especially, like, a really long, challenging, taxing race that neither of you necessarily wanted to do. It's normal for... Even if you don't have anxiety, you're going to be nervous. And yeah. it's good right? And you get that adrenaline and everything. And then when you you go into the water, you dive in the water. Now you're not nervous anymore. Now you're, and you're getting all this energy out of you, right? And you finish your race, you're breathing hard and you feel... You have like the euphoric feeling, the endorphins. Exactly. And and so maybe it was a little bit extra because you girls were anxious and you had the anxiety, but that sort of kept it in check, if it makes sense. Like it sort of balanced out your like... uh, your emotions having that outlet of Mm -hmm. the exercise brought the you know the anxiety more apparent like more relevant I mean I'm sure there are other things that went on too in your lives that was causing it it, like when I was 15 like there wasn't anything in my life that that was like worth giving me such bad panic attacks no because you like you hadn't you didn't have a boyfriend or I wasn't getting like bullied I wasn't Like I had friends, um, I was still like a part of something in the summer, which is when my yeah. panic attacks got really bad. I uh-huh. don't know. I, it's so weird, but I think that you're that what you said Definitely, makes a lot of yeah. sense. Like that's like the physical, physiological, I guess, aspect of it. Um, and well, a lot of you therapists know. say <clears throat> one of the best things for mental health is exercise, whether yeah. that's just even going for walks. Yeah, like to oh, I be agree. active I agree is one 100%. of the best things you can do, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. Yeah. And so if we were going from training, like Kyla's saying, nine times a week, like yeah. full training, really, really hard training to basically nothing. Yeah. It's kind of hard to adjust to that life, especially when you've like had this, like you're like, I'm a swimmer. It's your identity. Yeah. You know? And then all of a sudden you just are stripped away from that, even though it was your decision you're so young you don't you don't realize the effect it has on you and that's actually such a really interesting thing that you brought up i never thought of that before and it makes yeah. so much sense i i i think mom when mm, i quit yeah that's, that's when, when it got bad for me yeah yeah oh i remember God. isn't that crazy yeah. yeah maybe that's why sometimes like nowadays 
even like I'll go through periods of feeling really anxious and it's because I think about my future and or like like the situation I'm in right now and I'm like this is not for me like I need to change paths Mm -hmm. and then like I'll start getting really anxious and I'm like what's my purpose like I there's like so much more like it's so much deeper so that makes so much sense and also I know what the the way that you overcome if you're starting to feel anxious or panicky or or something you go for a run I know that's a thing that's maybe or I, I go for a run or I go outside for a walk, like getting fresh yeah. air. But like, yeah. there's always exercise related. Mm-hmm. Some kind of Well, it re- your brain releases endorphins, which make yeah. you feel happy. Exactly. So it's your body's way on like ridding the anxiety and the stress. And that's why people that suffer from depression, it gets hard because you get stuck in this cycle of you're not exercising, you have no motivation to do anything, which then makes you feel even more depressed, which makes you want to go out less. And it's just, it's, it's really hard to get out of. Yeah. And so if you're suffering, like it, it is very, very valid and very sad and scary, but there is something that you can do. Not to say that like, oh, I'm going to go for a run or for a walk and that's going to cure depression, no, 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 no. you know, but it, I mean, if... I, it's tough though because there's I guess obviously different layers of depression and like degrees oh actually so. this leads me into something that I wanted to say to you mom is when you were our age let's say or even mm-hmm. younger in your 20s was mental health something that people talked about or even just a new like was depression even a thing so I know yeah. anxiety wasn't and anxiety wasn't um and to give you an example when you started having your panic attacks and I didn't know anybody else whose kids did. And shortly after, all of a sudden, everybody came out of the you know woodwork and everyone's kids were kind of suffering from it. But at the time, I remember, obviously, I was very concerned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were, dad and I were nervous about it. But I, at one point, we were talking, just the two of us were like, okay, but like, I used to get nervous, you know, like, I had terrible, and I still do, fear of speaking in public. Really? And, I would oh, never. Oh my God. Mom, you were oh like God. so good at talking to people. Yeah, but not in front of a, an audience. Yeah, but do you remember at, when at the summer pool when you would like make speeches? Oh, no, I knew that mom was oh my God, so no. nervous because I, I would tell by her voice. Oh, yeah. I was so nervous. Oh, I could oh, no, never I thought tell. it was terrible. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we would say that, okay, well, like, like we we sort of a little bit kind of had this attitude of like suck it up suck it up yeah you know and then i realized okay well now we realized how like much more serious it was and i did discuss it a little bit with well oops i shouldn't say with my best friend <laughs> and the last and, poo on instagram you should follow <laughs> yeah and she had um obviously she was very concerned she loves you girls very very much Um, yeah and then she told me that something sort of similar had happened with her son who's wonderful and he's great and everything's fine but and she but she was able to talk to me about it because of her knowing what you girls had gone through and then I felt kind of like wow if 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 he you know like to me I thought he was just wow like he was yeah he was like well I wouldn't say perfect child sorry but super smart. He was There's really no great. Such thing. No, no, I, I like him me. a lot. Except for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and me. Are we arguing too much? Yeah. Actually, your arguing was the 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 one that gave me the most angst or got me the most upset was when you were in your twenties. Oh gosh, that was because no, that that's was when we got into our physical fight. No, no, but no, it wasn't. We were no, 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 point. no. Really? It was. Okay. It was. I remember the top that you stole from me that made me get physical with you, and that was in my teenage years. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know that. I don't. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay, yeah, but wait. But... I want to know, mom. When you yeah. were our age, or oh, you yeah, younger, true. Sorry, was like off. was mental no. illness a thing? Okay, yes, it was because depression's been around for a long no, time. No, obviously, it's been around. Anxiety was, but like, is it something that people were aware of? Yes. Oh, so okay. yeah, depression was talked about, but okay. it was unfortunately quite taboo so if you were somebody who was suffering from depression you did not really want to share that it was very difficult like um and and other things other I guess labels that are I don't whatever like we have (laughs) labels for things what cut this out (laughs) mom's like you know it was very taboo and then like five seconds later Kyle's like it was taboo 
That's a good one. Thanks for agreeing with me. But <laughs> <laughs> <Like> you zone <laughs> out. <laughs> You're like trying to give her the word, but like she's like, it was just taboo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it too. <laughs> so confident. Do you even know what it means? Can you spell it? Oh my God, it's frowned no, upon. No, it was, it was, it was, it was, was that the wrong word or what? No, it was not So, um, okay, yeah. and yeah. scene, go. So, um, yeah, no, so it was definitely uh, very difficult, even more so difficult. There was no bell, like, let's talk or whatever it's called. Did people go see therapists? Or oh, yes, they, they did. But was that something that was like, you don't tell people that you went to see a shrink, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Like, for instance, the the big, big mental illness that was very apparent for me when I was younger and... I think my generation, well, I, I don't know, know if we, we didn't start it necessarily, but because eating disorders, yes. I'm sure have been around way, 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 way before, because even in the fifties and the forties, but the anorexia that started when I was in high school. And I know I have very close friends that suffered from it. And they, unfortunately at the time, they didn't, uh, they meaning like uh, professionals people. oh were it was so new and they were so I guess caught off guard when here's this young beautiful girl choosing to starve herself thinks that she's trendy. thinks that she's still fat so they were put into the psychiatric ward in the hospital and the way that they were treated was to literally was like force feeding because it was more treat the symptoms but not what's causing the underlying not the mental treat the physical not exactly the mental. and and um so that's really tough because you know then you're all of a sudden you're like now physically supposedly healthy so you're released from the hospital and get the first thing and I happen to know one girl that unfortunately this happened to her Relapsed. now they know more it's about you know control having control in your life and probably other things as well but you can have an eating disorder without even having either those. It's like, I guess yeah, now you it's can like... Have, uh, you can have it without even realizing you exactly. have it. Like it's, it's, it's so complex. And that's one thing I was going to say, like, boomers, but you're not actually a boomer. You're too young. You're a Gen X. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, I'm the, uh, yeah, I'm like early 60, like early 1960s. So like that's the beginning of Gen X. Yeah. Maybe the tail end of boomer, but I consider myself more Gen X with mm-hmm. like the music and what and all that. But uh, my upper, you know, the way we were raised. Do you th- and like I always, I wonder this too because so your mom, like she, we had a whole episode on your parents. They mm-hmm. escaped the country. They went through poverty. They went through literally not having food in the war. If they heard of people your age in their teens choosing to starve oh. themselves, were uh- they like what? Oh yeah. Oh no, one hundred percent. When when my my, my I had, it was another friend um, that started to suffer from it, and I remember my mom, like Mama, saying she's choosing. Like she obviously doesn't know starvation, but it's like that is starvation. But it, no, but meaning that she's choosing to starve. Like you know when you when you are there's no food and you're starving because there's no food and you're trying to survive. Oh, I see. She couldn't, but it wasn't. She wasn't trying to be unsympathetic. She just didn't understand. She didn't understand. And I, of course, going from, I had my own issues because I was a super skinny, skinny kid until I was whatever, late high school. And then in CGIP, I put on a lot of weight. And so I was just constantly dieting uh, or starving myself. Isn't it so sad that society made or still makes us feel like we need to be skinny in order to be loved and accepted? Yeah. And then I would closet eat. Papa's generation, in particular Papa, it was you You deal with your problems yourself. Because mm-hmm. he used to say, like, if psychologists, if it really worked, then, like, why are the people still, like, sick or whatever, you know? And I said, what if my argument was, well, if it doesn't work, then how come they exist? Yeah. But anyways, that's an, an, another argument. That's another topic. Mm-hmm. But he did, he actually, with that, you know, mindset he came and he spoke to me and he said he asked me why I was sad and like would I like to go and speak to somebody and are you okay and he was like petting me and I think at this point I was I'm gonna start crying Cry. coming from papa 
you know, that he was, that's how worried he was about me. But that, that's sort of saying that like, it was still like a stigma, you know, people had to hide if they really were depressed or if they were feeling depressed or any type of illness or sickness or anything. It was, it was really, what's the word, Kyla? Taboo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) You know, we were like the Gen X generation. It was come home when we were kids, we were out. They had no idea. We had rules but the parents had no idea whether no cell we were phones, no social media. Yeah, and no they had no idea whether we were following the rules or breaking the rules, you know? Like you can't don't cross uh the street. I was going to say the street. That's <laughs> don't cross that like busy street and don't go beyond here and don't and come home when the street lights are on or whatever, you know? And we were out completely free doing our our stuff. And for sometimes we listened. Most of the time we were pretty good and we did listen, especially the big serious things, but um, there were a few times where, you know, we just, well, they're not going to know. <laughs> so we would go and hang out and, you know, the old, like the abandoned bus station or whatever that it was like, don't go there because it's dangerous. Well, that's why we went there. Cause you know, <laughs> Should we it's going to be story? fun. Are you comfortable saying the story of, of when you were in like your teens with one of your friends and you guys smoked up? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, I think we were, I think we were like 18 or 19 years old at the time and probably like, this uh, was like 80s? Yes. Late 70s? No, yeah. Well, 19... Yeah, I would have turned... I turned 20 and early... Yeah, so I was going to say... It was probably late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we went... So none of us were... Um, you know, we didn't smoke up regularly, but it was always around. And we could if we wanted to. So we got some from somebody, but nobody... And we got paper, but we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> So one of us rolled, like we called it the cigar. It was gigantic. And we proceeded to puff on it, you know, went around. I think there were 10 of us there. And the girl who, uh, whose house it was, her mom used to, uh, she, was, she used to bake and decorate cakes for events. And this was, I guess, in the summer. It was nice enough that, like, she went out in the back and fell asleep on the patio chair. Like a okay, few so kids, summer. you know. So there was a f- handful of us. That had the munchies. So we started rummaging. Well, we were looking for her, but she was sleeping. So we're like, oh, well, we'll just like look for stuff, you know? And we came across a cake and we started eating it like by the handful. (laughs) And then we left and went home, walked home. Or maybe we had our bikes. That was probably more likely. We We were always on our bikes. And yeah, so the next morning, of course, you know, her mom takes a fit. And the poor girl, she's like... She has no idea because she was sleeping, but she's not going to say all my friends came over and we smoked up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she did say her friends were over, and so she was, you know, calling us, and like we're all like, I don't know, I have no idea. Oh like, my god, yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. We're like, oh, I don't, I have, you know, no, nope, I have no idea. Yeah, that was pretty bad. So, what was it like being in your twenties in the eighties? Because yeah. the eighties oh. is so. Uh, romanticized now you know stranger things coming out on all the 80s music and all the 80s movies breakfast club all that kind of stuff like and 20s like although i love being in my 30s and i think it's even better than my 20s the 20s for a lot of people which our viewers or listeners a lot of them are in their 20s it's like the prime you know you're figuring out what you want to do with your life but being in the 80s you know it was amazing it was just wonderful the music was great yeah fashion Um, was so crazy the fashion was horrible the makeup no, was horrible I, love it. I was so happy because i i mean you wouldn't know now but <laughs> i have big hair yeah big curly crazy hair and it was super popular to have that big hair in the 80s and if I, you've I seen just flash dance love it a lot of people yeah. said that my mom resembled the main actress who her name is alex and i was named yeah. after her yeah. jennifer beals um but yeah it's when i was younger yeah but it was, yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. It was really fun and exciting and, you know, it, challenging because when you're in your 20s, you don't know shit. Like, you know a lot. You're considered an adult, mm-hmm. but you're still trying to figure things out, even back then. But but also for us, we were a little bit more, um, We like, I moved out when I was 24 and I remember Mama was like, oh my God, like she was so upset because, you know, Roger had moved out and I was thinking like, I'm old to be living at home at 24, (laughs) you know, like what the heck? So we, we moved out four girls, um, which was so fun. 
Yeah. I highly recommend that. We we, we are really still really good friends to this day. I, we honestly, are your friendship with your friends from it's it, amazing. It's so inspiring, and it's just so nice because you don't even live in the same city, and you're still you pick back up right yeah. where you left off. We get together. Like no yeah, we get together every year. We uh, used to be at our friends' caught her house on a lake, but this well, year two we're of your best rent. friends were at my wedding. Yep. And I love them like my aunts, you know, yeah. they, my, my childhood friends. Yes, yeah. Yes. Cause I, other friends of mine that are like, how yeah, long did you live with those three girls for? Just one year because during that time I started dating dad oh, and man, you guys went quick. Yeah. Or no, I think we were dating. Wait a minute. Let me think. Or we got engaged. That's what it was. We got engaged. So I guess I was already dating. Him. Yeah, I was already dating him. And um, what was it like living with three other girls? So <laughs> was it, it a house, a condo? It was a, townhouse. I guess it's called a duplex. So there were, it was up like a main floor yeah. and then downstairs as well. There were, there were four bedrooms. Okay. So we each had our own bedroom nice. and a nice big kitchen. There was a living room upstairs and then there was a den with a fireplace in the basement that and there was fun. a full bath in the basement. Well, it was a shower. And so two, two, sh- I'm not going to say their names. So two of them were downstairs <laughs> and two of us were upstairs. Okay. And I was upstairs and the other girl upstairs was my childhood. And even to this day, like my all time best friend, she's more of a sister than yeah, anything. Yeah, family. Yeah. And so no problem. And we had very different ways of um, whatever, like you know cleaning and stuff like that but it didn't bother us at all your personalities are all so different too in some ways but in some and also we're both very competitive but yet not like we don't we always often were on the same team so we were kind of like the winning team (laughs) and it became apparent (laughs) side note here little story we were playing ping pong and she was my partner and like we killed we were like beating everybody it was so funny but yeah totally (laughs) and and but she was like, come on, Viv, because like, I think I lost like three points in a row or something. <laughs> and she almost like hit me with the racket. And, <laughs> but we, we got along really, really well. Obviously, you know, four girls together, it's not going to be completely smooth all no, the time. No, it doesn't exist. But really, truly, shockingly, we're still fantastic. That's There's awesome. uh, two of us that still live in Montreal, but the other two are com- like out. They don't, they don't. And we still get together all the time and you know see each other yeah Yeah. it is nice so you met dad then you had the two most amazing children (laughs) in the world yeah um your life was forever changed it's true though yeah honestly and like I always say this I have literally no negative memories of my childhood like thinking as a child everything was just so amazing and I love that you were with us all the time and you you played with us but not like you also let us kind of do our own thing which i think is really nice something yeah. that i wanted to emulate when i became a mom is to allow my child to have independence i had also, no choice i had to do get stuff done at home right so yeah um <clears throat> and dad was also the one who like played really well with you girls yeah. like he was um, the playful one still is <laughs> yeah seriously with our kids yeah um once you decided to go back to work i think i was around 16 or 17 yeah i think so yeah i was like 14 or 15 was that a tough transition because you had yes because you went from working to being a stay-at-home mother yeah to then going back to work yeah i did part-time work oh i remember that yeah Yeah. um but that was pretty tough too actually because it was i was home always when you girls were home and still took care of all the household things Mm -hmm. but i had to leave the house here and there for a couple of hours, but it was, you know, it was okay. It wasn't so bad. Going back full time, um, I thought that it was going to be horrific. That it was a spur of the moment decision. I thought, okay, like it was a long time coming. I had to talk. It took me a few years to convince myself, like it's time. And then all of a sudden, one day, I said, okay, that's it, and and made the phone call, and that was it. And I got you the like, job. You you have a very good work ethic too. And you like what you do. Yes. And it's a very good work environment. I'm really, really fortunate. Um, But I really thought that I was going to, it was going to be terrible. That you girls, it would just be the end of the world. And actually you stepped up so much. And you, Mm -hmm. I think actually were, you had like a sense of pride of like, oh, my mom's going to work and like she's a working mom. Uh, Being a stay-at-home mom is one of the hardest things you could do. 
I'm just saying. I know, but <laughs> I, I feel like it, you don't get the recognition of... Um, being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, because... Yeah. Like ugh. being a boss. There's, yeah, and you know, you're not bringing in income. It is. And I'll give you an example. So it's very difficult uh, because you're really responsible for the, the, you know, the the children that you have and taking care of them and making sure not just that they stay alive, obviously, but that they're healthy, they're thriving. They're happy. You know, is it too much TV? Is it too cold out? Or are they getting enough fresh air? Mm. Or, you know, and, but there were times where if you were sick, um, or if I wasn't feeling so well, I could stay in my pajamas all day or in my sweatpants and I could just, you know, plop VCRs, yeah. you know, like cassettes in the VCR and, and whatever, and have that going on. And you girl, you girls were good because you would get bored of watching TV fast and then you'd go off and play or it would just be on in the background and you were like, I, I felt like the balance was okay, but still you have that guilt like, oh too much you know time whereas if I was a working mom and I'm not feel is it not recording no no it is oh. I'm just sorry I was adjusting it I would I would have had to no, sick or not sick or I would have had to bring you to the daycare if you were sick or somehow right. I'd have to leave work and then I'd still have to get dressed and not and go through traffic and do all that stuff when you're tired like that's Listen, it's Tough. all it's all relative. Like I, someone's I, always going to have it not worse. Not working. I just say working parent. I should say. Yeah, but like yeah. every every someone is always going to have it worse, and someone's always going to yeah. have it better. So yeah. that and yeah. that doesn't take away like what's hard for you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so like sure. that was really hard, and you going back to work. It was something emotionally that was was hard for you, but then you saw that we were thriving, and yeah. that took off the stress of like, are my kids going to be okay? I'm not expecting anyone. That's just really don't creepy. answer. Yeah, no, it's true. Um. So, you know, some of the hard, like, I think part of the reason, too, that I wanted to go back to work as well is because uh, I felt a little bit like, you know, that, you know, that, well, we used to call it housewife. If you were a housewife, it was really frowned upon, mostly at that time, maybe by other women. Because oh, I remember gosh. not not anybody in my family, even my sister-in-laws who worked... Yeah, so so I remember, go, like, yeah, what I was going to say about my sister-in-laws who did work, mm -hmm. they never, ever, ever made me feel like, oh, you're just a housewife kind of thing at all. They were always well, why, like... Why was that such a bad thing back then? Like, why do people look down on that? Because, like, nowadays, if you're just a housewife or you're just, like, someone who works from home or even just takes care of the kids, it's not looked down upon anymore. I think because when the women's movement, there was such a it was very difficult for women to go into the workforce. Right. It, and especially in tech fields or right. anything, you know, mainly male dominated. Mm -hmm. So when the women started to do that, the trailblazers, and then like there was a bunch of them that were going out and doing it. It was wonderful. And it, and it was sort of like this huge wave that was doing that. And the ones who either had to stay back or chose oh. to stay back it was kind of like you were going against the women's movement. And not every woman felt that way, but there were some. So it was pretty black and white. And, and it was also, people. I think, maybe maybe they felt guilty that they were, I don't know. I can't speak for other people. But that was, I remember going with one of my sister-in-law. She brought me to an event. I think I actually showed up in overalls. Like, and I just, oh, in my minivan. I love that. But so, and I remember thinking... I did have a you crop top. You were so under cute, mom, with your overalls and <laughs> your minivan. Like you just look like I. Yeah. That's what with I. With my want hair and a ponytail that's and a scrunchie. Literally, like what I want to be. Yes, but it wasn't popular back then. Well, like you know what I mean. If it makes you happy, that's the thing I always say is if it makes you happy, who cares if it's popular or not? Well, I show up to this thing. It's like a conference. Not a conference. It was like a Sanka set. Okay. okay. Oh and, gosh, but it was all so work cute. people, so they're all in their work clothes and everything. That literally was so how you're dressed right now. Yeah, like they were exactly. Yeah. They're wearing suits, and yeah. everybody's so smart and stuff. And so she introduces me. She was so proud. She's so happy to see is me. Elena? No, it's Linda. Oh, Linda. Yeah. So Aww. she says, "Come," and she's introducing me. So of course, everyone's asking me what I do, right? So the minute I say I'm a housewife, like whoop, turn around and because <gasps> they were like, she's gonna pull out pictures of her kids and start talking. And I didn't even have pictures of you on me. I was just so happy to get the f out of the house. <laughs> I'm like, you know, dad walks in the door. Bye. <laughs> you know yeah. out I went in my overalls <laughs> I love and, that uh, yeah so it was it was uh, did you ever feel embarrassed 
Sometimes, yeah. Oh. But it, I shouldn't have, but well, I would. You don't, I you mean, know. it's it's also the, the culture and the, the time you lived in at that point, you know? It's yeah. just, I want to let you know that I'm speaking for myself. I'm sure Kyle agrees with me, but we're so grateful for what you did. That I stayed home. But yeah, yeah. Like, how come you guys have so much anxiety? Like, <laughs> Probably because you stayed home. <laughs> no, no, you know, no, but no, I swear I'm like. It's also genetic. I well, guess. Okay, here's the thing. There's a lot of nature versus nurture in it. And for myself, like what triggers me is when I'm, when I'm faced with a challenge that scares me and I don't push myself and overcome the challenge, it makes anxiety worse. Okay. And so in a lot of situations, especially in my late teenage years or like when I was bullied or whatever, things that I would just not face would mm-hmm. make anxiety worse. And then it builds over the years to the point yeah. where you don't even know how to handle it anymore. And you kind of have to go back in time and rewire your brain and rewire different things that you're thinking yeah. of. So it's not, I'm not saying it's like you gave me anxiety because that's not the case at all. Well, I did coddle you. Like I felt... Yes, there's, there was some coddling, which is hard when you're yeah. a parent to not... You know what I mean? When you see your child yeah. struggling, like I understand that now to like let them struggle. Like it's so hard to do that. I did one time though. You've, did, you've done more than yeah. once. But that's the thing is that you coddled in certain ways, but you also really... <laughs> Sorry, Kyla's talking to my dad. He showed up. Hi, dad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that like you did such an amazing job as a parent and I I never want you to feel like you failed, like ever. It, it really pains me to, to ever think that you feel like you failed as a parent. Well, I didn't think I failed, but I felt like there was something like how could both my daughters a have a lot of people have know? anxiety oh i know i know that now when when i did a sport i had to get myself to the sport and there was no buses on the west island at the time so mm-hmm. it was like maybe a coach could give us or we rode our bikes or whatever we figured it out we figured it out and the odd time a parents stepped in and drove us somewhere if it was super far or whatever but we um as parents now, all of a sudden, all these sports, and there were way more things available. And you had buses and cars and, and stay-at-home parents. Exactly. And we were sort of like, oh, well, because I couldn't really get to this level in my sport because I had no way to get there, but I have a car. I can bring my kids. So we became, like, very enabling. I was right. going to say coddling. We were very enabling. Right. A little bit coddling, but then also had very high standards and would be, like, super strict and, like, pushy. You know what? It's like it was yeah, sort no, of a little sense. bit of both. So be that pushy like soccer mom or swim mom or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But then also, Coddle. oh, let me do your homework for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, there. I think for you, that was a kind of a control thing because you saw us doing some homework sometimes and you're like, that's, you know, like, I'm just going to fix that for you. And dad was like, let her fail. Always. Yeah. Dad was always like, and do that was where he was Do you remember when I got stricter. 7% on my math exam? Yeah. <laughs> Like, might as well just give me a zero at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just getting to a point now where I'm, like, brain dead. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I think. I think your generation was on one side of the pendulum, and then it swung to the opposite side for our generation, and now we're trying to kind of find a healthy... <laughs> what it's, is happening? It's going to yeah. <laughs> And then eight plate. Eight plate. <laughs> Daddy, you want to come say hi? Eighth plate. Eight plate. Say hi. <laughs> Bloopers. Bloopers. Yeah. Hello. Hi. What's that on your head? What? Uh, what about me? Oh, yeah, I know. Seriously. What? what what's on mm. his head? I do remember one of the things where, so I coddled you more than Kyla. And I remember even though you had like, I guess you had some anxiety, but I, well, I didn't know what it was, but I remember in grade seven, it was near the beginning of grade seven because it was probably about a month into school. And then the school would always have like a big like assembly. Everybody would come and the different levels of like different kids would put on different productions and stuff like that. And uh, so it was very difficult to find parking and driving around the school was really tough and it was already dark at this point. And like if it was you... I would, you know, dad would probably drop me off with you and I'd walk in with you and I'd make sure you found your friends. And then like we'd go and find our seats and whatever. And with like, I was driving this particular time and it was dark and Kyle's like, well, just drop me off here, mom. And I'm like, no, but then you have to walk by yourself and you're, and find your, you're like, no, that's okay, mom. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And I was like, oh my God. What? Yeah. It was on the street and, um, you had to walk like on this, like, the front sidewalk in front of the school but it was you know a long enough walk and like none of your friends were out and about and it was kind of dark it wasn't dark it was like six o'clock but dark because it was the fall 
and you uh you just went in and then we went in and we we met up and you found your friends like you were you were fine so I was like yes and also how you got over your when you were bullied by that boy but anyways I was bullied at one point in high school and I like finally got to a point like it really really affected me I would leave school at lunch I'd come home and like cry and whatever and I was bullied by a guy and uh there was just one day where I like finally lost it and I like snapped at him and I like was threatening him and um yeah she she clapped no, he was like real. it was really bad and uh anyways him and this other guy ended up apologizing to me but like I yeah Months I was later, but... I, I couldn't when you told me and you you uh you stood up you stood your ground and then it stopped and I was like what because you know sometimes like you hear these stories where like the kid getting bullied tries to stand up for themselves and everybody just either laughs or like beats them up or whatever you know interesting though because recently I came across on social media this this whole almond mom thing where the moms are and that was a huge that's like my generation and I'm like I, I kind of I guess I was but without intentionally so I think that the idea of the almond mom is that the, it's the mom who's like super fit and like always like um you know like eating well like eat your your almonds that fit into the palm of your hand like eight almonds or whatever every single day and da, da, da. but like also really hard on the kids in particular the the right. daughters and I remember that was super apparent in your generation no it's my generation yeah yeah like of parents yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I I have friends and I know this that I hear them what they 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 call their daughters fat you're getting fat you have to lose weight and things like that and I know when you were in teenagers and you were lifeguarding and you were eating a lot of you know junk which is normal like that's what guards do and everything but of course to me I was concerned about it and I would comment and I guess I commented wrong but I never commented on how you looked or that in my and that I think anyways but you guys I think I did it wrong and you took it as me commenting on like that I didn't want you guys to get fat. Yeah, like you never said, you never said that. But I also think it's because growing up as kids and like, we can cut this if you yeah. don't want me to say it, but like you talked really poorly about yourself. Yes. And you would constantly say yes. how like you need to lose weight or like yes. you need to be skinny. And I was like, you are like in my mind, I'm like, you are skinny. And I was very confused over that. I So it was more 100%. of that that like got into my head. Yeah, no. And you're 100% right. At the time, of course, I didn't realize you were little girls that you were yeah. listening and, but it wasn't just if I'm on the phone, but it was just all through, like, we were just like or that. Like, I'm and ordering a salad with dressing on the side. Always. Like, things like that. I remember and, being a kid. I have a yeah. vivid memory of this. I was like, Mom, why do you always ask for the dressing on the side? You're like, I like it. I was like, you're like, it tastes good. And, like, in my head, I was like, there's no way like, that she's eating leaves. Good. No, because I would dip it in. I know. I know. I didn't. And I, I didn't older, realize. Yeah. That's That's definitely, that was, like. The almond mom part of it. We could cut this out though if that yeah. Like we don't have no, to keep that in. That doesn't bother me because oh. I, I fully I take full ownership on that a hundred percent, not realizing the damage that it would do. Okay, guys, I don't know when our like recording device stopped working. I think it's running out of battery, but. <laughs> Oh, we just missed a whole big portion. Good I portion. know. My mom said such a nice thing. Like, I think you should just retell it. Oh, of one at the at the the, the, uh, the, summer the summer yeah the summer pool spending the whole day. At the, what if it? Oh, you'll cut it out if it was. So we would spend the whole day at the pool. Um, you would have all your activities in the morning, your swimming lesson synchro, all that stuff, and then we I'd pack the cooler. We'd eat lunch there with all the friends and the, the parents, and then Dad would meet us at the pool after work. And we'd have dinner there together. And it was just like one day after. It was wonderful. Like those were the times where being a stay-at-home mom was fantastic. Mm -hmm. It just was the best thing ever. Yes, sometimes, you know, we didn't go on vacation every year because we couldn't afford it. Or we had one car at one point. Um, I mean, we had a wonderful life. We had a nice house. You had food, clothes, like, and those memories. Like mm -hmm. that really makes me feel that it was so worth it yeah like so worth it and then the family like we were saying getting together going to elena's at christmas yeah. and going to mama and papa's house and then them coming to watch your swim meets nono came to see your swim meet and he was like she's gonna be in the olympics Aww. <laughs> Aww. What? when we was when rick and christina would come those three summers oh my god that was so fun you I would, think I was too young to remember. Yeah, well, you were remember you were that. playing with Rick all constantly, yeah. and Christina was my little mommy's helper. Oh, I miss Christina. I know, and she has the cutest baby now too. 
Well, we want to thank you for being on the podcast. <gasps> thank you for having me. You did yeah. really good, Mom. Thanks. You're a natural. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being like ro- being rolling it in my hands. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening and watching this podcast. Uh, please rate it five stars on <laughs> Apple, it? And Apple and Spotify. And give this video a thumbs up on YouTube. And you can follow us on at, what is it? At Tell Me Sis Podcast on Instagram and, and TikTok. Yeah. And also, you can also listen on, uh, is it Amazon Music? I put it wherever like you get podcasts, basically. Okay. So you can I, listen anywhere, yeah. but... The ratings really do make a difference and we just want to say thank you and we love you and we love you, mom. And thank, thank you. you so much for taking time out of your beautiful Sunday to come spend time with us. And we'll thank see you, you later at dinner. I'm very proud of you girls. I love you both Aww. very much. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.